It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Hello from the internet. I wait. In the mysterious hell. Hello, beautiful babies! Just absolutely on top of the world today, L. Just feeling it in his toes, as it were. So, uh, oh, that's, and- that's only one of the many places I'm feeling it. Oh, I bet all the places are feeling it, especially the <laughs> especially the knees and the ankles, all of these places. But um, so uh, while I was uh, perusing the interwebs uh, this week, I stumbled across some comp- some group called the America First Institute or some other such ultra right wing nonsense, and they were like, "We have a story of a poor boy that was censored on the internet." Mm for just speaking the truth. And this brave patriot lost over 300,000 followers on the interwebs on his various social media platforms for just trying to tell it like it is. And that boy's name is Jordan Sather. And they, <laughs> and, they and, and they had our dumb bleach drinking boy talk about how he was persecuted so meanly for peddling COVID disinformation, telling people that, uh, Chlorine dioxide isn't really bleach, and you should totally ingest it in order to cure everything that ails you, and all that other good stuff. So, uh, the American First Institute Policy of uh, Political Action Committees, or whatever the hell you call yourselves, you got yourself a real winner here. You've hooked, you've hooked yourself up to a horse that's going to go real far. Yeah. Because on top of all the other bullshit that he's peddling, which is actually dangerous and might get people or injured or killed. 
Jordan Sather also believes in stuff like anti-gravity engines and that Nazis mm. live under the South Pole. So uh, this might not be the guy you want to strap the rocket booster to and launch to the, to the moon <laughs> as being the avatar of your movement. And uh, when I pointed out that uh, this the American First Institute probably making a bit of, mista- of a mistake by uh, getting in bed with old safety safe, uh, Jordan himself uh, replied, uh, screenshotted me. and was like, oh, and a couple other people were like, oh, look at how I'm triggering all these libs. Oh, owning the libs. And it's like, you're not triggering me, Jordan. You are destroying the credibility of this dumb uh, group that you're now being associated with. Like, if anything, I'm thrilled. I More people yeah. need to associate you with Jordan Sather. I hope Donald Trump name drops you. I hope you get all the attention in the world so you can fly like Icarus ever so close <laughs> to the sun before your uh, grift scam crashes and burns like so much Ghost Ezra and every other clown who's gotten too big for their britches in this community. So, uh, More like Robert Tom, am I right? Yes! <laughs> Oh man! If only we had like uh, that the audio, the uh, text, the audio voice for that guy's uh, quote in the in the, in on Telegram that <laughs> said that, just so we can play that as a drop. Just like more like Robert Dumb, right? It's just, just it's so perfect. Um, but just all of these people, like uh, like Ron Watkins, uh, getting on OAN as a investigator of uh, election software expert and all this kind of stuff. All of these, all these people, when they just get a little too much spotlight on them, it all turns to shit. Who they really are gets revealed to the world. They're, they're the kind of people that need to stay in the low level grifts. They need to be running the, the you need to be running the three card money in the, the seedier parts of town. You don't go uptown with that scam. Cause they've, they've flown too high. Yeah, they've flown too high. You get you get too close and you rip off the mayor's nephew, and the next thing you know, the cops actually go looking for you. Stick to scamming people for twenty, forty bucks a, a whack. Don't go trying to don't uh don't skin the sheep, shear the sheep. That's the that's the don't lesson. go chasing waterfalls. Oh god, yeah. Hey. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> hey, but but that's why that, but that's why that's why L is in the big boy chair, because he gets to those references quick. Yeah, he's he's quick on the draw. Yes, the, the 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 fastest pop culture reference east of the Mississippi. That's RL. But uh, so uh, that all happened with him. But that was just uh, ye old uh, silliness on the internet. Dealing with QAnon often takes us to terrible places. So here's a content warning about that stuff. Content warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Uh, so now that we've covered that, uh, do we want to talk about the news? I mean, there might, there might have been some stuff no, that happened. No news. no news. Okay. Uh, do we have any? <laughs> do, we, do we have any? Uh, do we have like five or six Q drops that uh, Frosty made for us that we still haven't cracked open, like gold ones? Well, we have, yeah. uh, we have we have fake breaking news, and that I believe on last week's episode we said that this week's episode was supposed to be our big anniversary extravaganza, which, to be honest, we weren't planning anything special for. Uh, but we have to do <laughs> official Adventures in Hell World retraction. Uh, Mike Raids, that goober, he went back and he, he recrunched the numbers and discovered that this is our 51st podcast, oh. meaning that next week will be our 52nd and therefore our one-year anniversary special. <laughs> so 
Look forward to pretty much the same exact shit as always next week, but with uh, us going, we did it, we made it for a year, and then making yes. that motion where you like clasp both your hands and like shake them over your shoulders. Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking of that motion, and it's perfect. That will be the exact motion that I'll be doing the intros for next week to celebrate the fact that us three chuckleheads have actually managed to do, do a year's worth of weekly podcasts for you, our uh, listeners, which who we are very grateful for putting up with us for this year, as it were. Yes. Speak yeah. for yourself. I'm not grateful for anything. Fuck our listeners. Fuck them. <laughs> L is a salty baby this week, uh, but he's still beautiful. Um, so uh, having said all of that, we actually do have news to cover. So let's get into that. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So uh, Sarge, what's our first headline this week anyways? The Arizona Canvas has started, right? Am I understanding it correctly? The Arizona. Oh, I, I thought this was Canvas. old news. Uh, Bethesda apologized, and they eventually got people the bags that they wanted, even though it wasn't originally. <laughs> it, it, like originally, they shipped out ones that were made out of nylon instead of Arizona Canvas, <laughs> the way they promised. But then eventually, they got their heads out of their ass, and they made good, right? I yes. thought you were going to go with an Arizona tea reference. What the hell is Arizona tea? Arizona, you don't, what? What do you mean, what the hell is Arizona tea? Oh, Arizona iced tea. Yeah. Sorry. I, like, I, 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 like, I thought you would, when I hear the word tea without the word iced in front of it, I, I just immediately think hot tea. Like, but blame it on, uh, blame it on me watching all those British television shows. But, you know, I was, just, I was just like, is Arizona known for their, like, fucking loose leaf or something? Am I crazy? Yeah. That would be great. Uh, but the Arizona canvas has apparently uh, concluded, and I use that term incredibly loosely, this canvas had nothing to do with uh, cyber ninjas or any of this other frivolity. This was just a another right-wing grift done by an independent group who just uh, was looking over the addresses of voters and knocking on a few doors and harassing people. Mm-hmm. And... They've come out with their uh, like findings, as it were, and you're going to be shocked to find out that they <laughs> uh, have found incredible amounts of fraud and corruption, and that I am, this. I'm surprised. I, this is surprising. Yeah, and this this election is just absolute madness. Uh, their cover letter is "Election 2020 Grassroots Canvas Report," so you know it's totally legitimate and everything's great. And uh, they claimed that they found 173,104. They were incredibly specific, down to the single digits. Uh, 104 lost votes. And 96,389 ghost votes. So I guess Ghost Ezra, a.k.a. Robert Dumb, went to Arizona and voted almost 100,000 times. And... um, the funniest thing about this is that they had a cover letter of a vacant lot that they that they claimed was used to cast a mail-in vote. But uh, Garrett Archer, who you can uh, find on Twitter at uh, Garrett underscore Archer, who is a reporter in Arizona who does great work covering uh, COVID data and also all of this right-wing horse shittery. Um, <laughs> he already debunked their cover letter uh, photo of this abandoned lot. And if you actually uh, like pan out from what they claimed is the lot, 
you can see a building where a person lived and cast a vote from. So they've, <laughs> they've had to change the picture on their cover letter because it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's not true. They, they're lying. And this is something that these uh, groups do all the time. I remember, I don't think it was for the Arizona audit, but it was for a different uh, scam like this. Steven Crowder sent one of his flunkies to some city to uh, take photos of places where people were supposedly voting and showing this person voted on 77 Elm Street, but you look here and it's abandoned lot. And then if you go on Google Maps, you see they're taking a photo of an abandoned lot, but behind that person is 77 Elm, which is a which is a house where someone <laughs> voted from. This is just that kind of shit where you take a uh, you take a shot of of something that is an abandoned lot in the area of that name of that uh, address, and then claim it's directly that address. And then anyone who has Google, who has a Google Earth and some and some time on their hands, can find out how you're lying. I mean, it's just, but no one cares that you're lying because this is entirely designed to um, make these people happy and placate them by saying, hey, look, these people uh, cheated and lied and they were, uh, they're defrauding us by uh, having people vote from empty lots and all this kind of stuff. And um, a guy named Mark Fincham who is an actual real Republican candidate running for the Arizona Secretary of State? He doesn't. He hasn't yet. He has yet to get his uh, Twitter mandated blue check mark for being a uh, candidate for public office. But I'm sure he's going to get that because basically, if you're any kind of right wing grifter and you run for any level of office, you get a fake blue check mark for just pretending that you have a real campaign. Right. But uh, he's already posted on Twitter today. Uh, I am calling it between the preliminary audit results and the private canvas. I call on Arizona to decertify the election of 2020 and recall the electors. There is already enough evidence to show clear and convincing fraud. We have a duty to act. (laughs) I just just love that these people are so hardcore going for the QAnon vote, just not even, even remotely uh, tethered to reality, just completely out of their fucking minds. And um, also to let you know how hip and happening Mark Fincham is on Twitter, where he's a serious, somber professional running for public office for the good people of Arizona. He's got on his suit and tie. He's wearing a cowboy hat because it's a Western state. and He's got to have that Western flair to him. But that's his uh, public Arizona secretary of state um, uh, website, uh, Twitter, public uh, social media account. On, on what I believe to be Gab, because he's it's got the fake blue Torbs check mark here. He's uh, Mark Fincham at AZ Honey Badger, and his avatar is a honey badger because he's like I don't know, like eight years late to the party on honey badgers. <laughs> does do, do, does he care or does he give a fuck? That's the real yeah. question. Oh, absolutely, he doesn't give a fuck. He's a honey badger. Boom. Oh man, I'm hip. I'm with what the kids care about. Uh, if only he could have had a gif of a honey badger dabbing, that would have just made it even more culturally relevant and perfect. Yeah, that would indeed be the best. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I just love the fact that, like, he, on on Gab, he can let his freak flag fly and be the Arizona honey badger. But uh, on, on the Twitter trons, he's got to be serious and be a, a statesman, a, a, a man who's reaching across the aisle and can work with anyone while he's 
outright saying, hey, guys, it's a Republican primary. And I think in Arizona, I can win the Republican primary with QAnon votes, just pure like, uh, nuclear grade, like just hardcore lunatic QAnon. I'm not even going for like regular MAGA people. I want people. I want people that were looking for the soy sauce and the bamboo in the in the in the ballots. I want the people that are. He wants he wants QAnon votes <laughs> dripping with sauce, meat falling off yes, the bone. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh my. Oh my God. Yeah. I I just checked his Gab account and he. This is a man. He has a uh, powerfully lame mustache. Oh man, this uh, of all the headshots this man could have possibly have taken, um, this one's probably not the best. I'll just say, <laughs> I, I, I just I just sent it to you in our group chat. Maybe next time go and go for profile, buddy. It's basically all I can say because this is uh... what you mean. You mean he's that he's that like some square jawed, uh, mustachioed Adonis? I I, I thought oh, that the no. Republicans he's only would have loved to. Republicans only love their men completely oh, yeah. chatted up. He looks like old Walker Texas yeah, Ranger. He, he looks like Walker who uh, lost a few fights before the end of his career and had to uh, figure out that he's got to get to uh, get back into the game, as it were. <laughs> More like needs a Walker Texas Ranger, am I right? Boom! Got him. Come on, guys. Hey, audience, I know you're out there. I can uh, hear you leaving. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like, uh, ideally, all of these people will just uh, run and then uh, just lose and be embarrassed and then uh, go back to their home planet like Poochie. That would be the ideal. Outcome. That would be something that I would be massively in favor of, because it's really frustrating that we have this right wing in America, a group of people that are completely unplacatable and they're mad. I mean, they're just barking mad. Uh, it's really odd that uh, what's going to be really interesting is what's going to be the reaction when these people lose in 2022? Cause I don't think this guy is going to win the Republican primary for Arizona secretary of state. I mean, if he does, then Holy shit, are we in a, we're in a magical world of trouble at that point. But, um, I would, I would, <laughs> got trouble in river yes, city. I would, I would like to think that that won't happen, but, um, Beyond uh, that, I mean, you've got Alan West running in Texas. You have uh, a guy whose name eludes me who's running. Uh, he's, there's a guy running in Georgia who's running completely against uh, Governor Kemp on the Trump one. This election was rigged and, uh, and, and Kemp hung Trump out to dry and that ain't cool. And it's really interesting because what are these people all going to do when they lose? What are they going to do when they lose these primaries? Are they, are they just going to be like, oh, well, you know, the better man won, and I hope all my followers vote for the better man in the, in the, in the general election because uh, can't let the Democrats win, or are they going to say this shit is rigged? I mean, that's really the $64 question for me for all of this stuff. I mean, 2022 and 2023 are both going to be some busy years for cyber ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> it's rigged. It's always rigged. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this that's a perfect way to uh, move into our second hot, uh, headline, which is that uh, the California recall is heating up because uh, – Next Tuesday is the deadline for the votes to be uh, submitted. I believe that'll be the day for in, in-person in voting at the polls, as it were, and all the mail-in ballots for California. That'll be like the last day to send them in and all that good stuff. So uh, probably 
our, on our next podcast, we're going to have a really good feel for how the uh, California recall is, is looking. Is uh, Gavin Newsom uh, going to survive the recall? Is he going to be replaced by Larry Elder, who is, again, a crazy person? Not Larry the Elder. <laughs> it's going to be very – I mean, it's very interesting that Larry Elder, like uh, about a week or two ago, this recall was looking, like, really tight. It was like the polling was like, the Newsom's only up by a point or two, and th- th- this could go either way, and – now in the past week, uh, everything's broken like heavily in Newsom's favor because people are like, holy shit, if we vote this guy out, a Republican gets in, we're California. That, that, that ain't mm-hmm. a good idea. We don't know a Republican running this place. And you would think if you were like Larry Elder, if you were a Republican running for governor in California and you were running it under these very weird terms where it's a recall. It's basically like a referendum on Gavin Newsom. It's not so much a uh, referendum on what you, who you are and what you're doing. It's just kind of, Hey, uh, citizens of California, do you like your governor? Yes. No. You'd think that like, you just want to leave it just to be a, like, a, <laughs> a, like just make it a referendum about that asshole of the slicked back hair and his, uh, COVID restrictions that made some people unhappy and all that kind of stuff. Just make it all about that guy. But like Larry Elder's out there saying, Hey, I'm when I'm governor, I'm just going to be waiting for Diane Feinstein to drop dead. Then I'm, I'm, I'm replacing her with a Republican and giving Republicans control of the U S Senate. I'm going to be a wild man. I'm going to be out of control. I'm crazy. I'm Larry Elder. And it's <laughs> beep, 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 beep. just guns yeah. in the air. Like Yosemite right. Sam. And it's like, you know, like if I were like the Democrat who was going to replace the governor of Texas or something in a recall election or Oklahoma or some shit, if you ever put a microphone in my face during the recall election, I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. No comment. No comment. I would just run. I'd be like, you know, the governor of Oklahoma sucks. and just jump into my car and drive away. But recall them. Get rid of them. Bye. But, but Mr. Reigns, how would you govern Oklahoma if you became the new governor if this recall went through? Uh, I'd give everyone a kitten. I don't know. Bye. I mean, just like, I, I, I wouldn't tell. Oh, shit. The Bernie platform. Yes, I, I would, I would. Talk. All, right, all, right, all right there, grassroots. Start churning. <laughs> Let's make it yes. happen. No black people. Yes. <laughs> uh, so. I would love it if, uh, well, I would actually hate it if some Republican managed to to get the governorship of California, but it would be great to see somebody have to like stand at a podium, literally ringed by burning countryside and try to deny climate change. (laughs) Just, that would just be so juicy. It'd just be like, like actually like literally wearing a gas mask so that they could breathe through the smoke and just be like, climate change. I don't know what you're talking about, guys. Seems hard to me. Uh, beaches are open, uh, you know, when we love Disney World or whatever. It's going to be fucking incredible. So <laughs> it, would be, it would be wonderful. Yeah, just being like, hey, the the actual reality you see around you is a lie. The burning hellscape of California is not caused by climate change. Uh, me ending all the COVID restrictions and our hospitals filling up with the dead is because COVID is a hoax and the vaccine will murder you. Uh, every bit of tangible reality, I reject it. I reject it out of hand because <laughs> I'm nuts. I'm a Republican and I'm absolutely just uh, pooping in my hand and eating it levels of crazy. I mean, that's just how these people are. It is 
this completely removed from sanity um, political movement that we have, and they have enough. Hey, man, maybe with a Republican governor, uh, California could get into the race between uh, Texas, Arizona, and Florida for craziest slash worst state in the country. Oh, give them, give them a chance there. Like California, Texas is just making such a run at the belt right now. I mean, you 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 heard the first segment about what's going on in Arizona, right? Like they yeah. they, they topped off, the, they fucking their recall wasn't enough, so now they're doing grassroots canvassing and like lying about people <laughs> voting from addresses that don't exist when they do. Uh, meanwhile, Florida's play at the belt of worst slash stupidest state is to literally just let a virus murder all of their children. Uh, so that's exciting. This is a good run. Yeah. They're really. It young. could go to anybody. It depends on who McMahon wants to give the push. You know, at this point, at some point, it's just going to boil down to who McMahon. Yeah, likes he's just going to make a decision. I, I think, uh, I think he's going to go with the old standby of Florida because I mean, Florida man is a, a meme for a reason, and I think uh, the as ah, that's that's just the sunshine laws. I I don't want to completely throw Florida under the bus. They are a shit state. Sorry, Florida listeners, but they're just I'm not very. Sorry. I'm not sorry. No, they're, they're very they're willing to air their dirty laundry. Sarge does not speak for the whole podcast. He might be sorry, but I'm not. Your state sucks. <laughs> and, uh, your, your state sucks, and if you don't want people to think your state is a fucking punchline, then do do better at fixing yeah. it. Don't don't, <laughs> don't elect tiny Trumps like DeSantis into the governorship, and then literally have them uh, staff their cabinets with people that are you know a little tentative on the vaccine and all that kind of stuff. Just actual science denying clowns who are doing this because they want to run for president in 2024 and they think they can't be too aggressively pro vaccine to win a Republican primary. Cause that's the level of nuts we are in America at this point. I mean, it's really, yeah. How, how incredible, how incredible is it that to be, to try to be a, a, like a, a conservative with some forward momentum in this country, you have to be aggressively anti-science. <laughs> Science is bullshit. Climate change is a lie. The vaccine is a hoax. Yeah. He's got my vote. He speaks the way I, he, he says what I want to hear, which is that uh, reality is something that makes me sad and scared. So I deny it. And it's just... Y'all, I'm running on a very simple platform. Ain't being white great. Oh, my God. Oh, like, I do love being white. You have my vote, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Your Caucasianist is so overpowering. Oh, greatest. Oh, that, that, and that's one of the really funny things that uh, our boy, uh, Ron Anon, has been running with uh, in this cal- – Ron Anon. Yeah, in this – I, I know I've heard it before. It gets me every I'm time. I'm glad. I'm glad that my I'm glad that my my wit is still piercing even after all these years. But uh, our boy Ron, he uh, posted a thing where he was like, "When Larry Elder wins this recall election, he'll be the only black governor in America. So if he loses, that just means the Democrats in California are racists, and the Democratic Party is the real racists." And it's just, I just love that, like, ridiculous bullshit where it's just like, yeah, we, we, of the 78 Republican candidates for um, governor of California in this recall, the guy that's getting the most support happens to be black. So that means that the the Republicans are the progressive party. Uh, I remember when this whole recall thing got, was slowly getting itself off the ground, uh, when Caitlyn Jenner was the face of the Republican Party in the recall election, and Gab and a bunch of the right wing was like, "Now, okay, everybody, I'm a Republican and I, I like Donald Trump and all that kind of stuff, but 
I am not voting for Caitlyn Jenner to be the governor of California. It ain't no way. Ain't no how. And if that's where the Republican Party's going, I ain't going to be a part of it. And it was like, oh, really? Why is that, uh, Mr. Republican on Gab or Telegram? Because you've been kicked off of every other platform. And generally speaking, when you ask them why, they would probably use uh, some terminology that would involve the, the name Bruce and other things that were hateful and mm-hmm. mean. Because... The, Repu- the Republican Party is willing to have a black candidate uh, through gritted teeth, but a trans candidate for governor. Oh, Nelly. Oh, no. oh that mm-hmm. is a bridge way too far. Just imagine how shocked uh, Kamala Harris, AOC, and Ilan Omar are going to be to find out that they're playing for the racism party. After all this time, it's like, psych, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I love, yeah. The, 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 I got bad yeah, news. The, the, they probably already know. The, the party that ha- that has had the only two uh, people of color in the executive branch in the history of America, one of whom served eight years as president, mind you, and one who's the current vice president, that... Yeah, I was like, re- remember that deep red Republican uh, black president of the United States we had? Oh, wait, I'm getting word in my headphones that he was a Democrat. Was <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it's so funny how these people really just want to pretend that the fact that they spent the entire 2020 election uh, praying for anyone other than Joe Biden to be the Democratic nominee because... They just couldn't find it in their heart to hate an old white man. And they really wanted it to be Hillary. And they really, really triple wanted it to be. I mean, they they got there with Biden. They've gotten there with Biden now, but that's because Biden beat their boy. I mean, after Biden defeated their orange god, they eventually found enough hate juice in them to get mad at Joe Biden and, and spend all day on the Internet calling him a pederast and all that other good stuff. But. During the 2020 campaign, they were just like, oh, man, I got to get angry at Joe Biden. Boo. I wanted to get mad at Hillary. I wanted to get mad at Michelle Obama. I wanted to get <laughs> mad at women and minorities. Old white guys, boring. Boo. Uh, Q even had one of his weird posts that would make you think he's not a American or at the very least Ron Watkins doesn't know the uh, – the, the terminology of um, sport ball works um, in Q drop uh, 4014 before the, uh, in, on April 13, 2020 uh, he was uh, talking about potentially Biden being removed at the convention. And he used the phrase change of batter coming instead of pinch hitter or other terms that you would actually use. He was like change of batter. Are they going to remove Biden for a person we actually can get angry over? Because, again, the old white man doesn't hit us in the hatred erogenous zones the way other people do for reasons. Well, you you remember when that happened, right? When they, during whatever convention that was, they removed Biden from office? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, uh, it was the infamous uh, change of batter, which at first I thought was going to be a, a delicious twist on the cake I had been receiving. But it turns <laughs> out it was them removing Biden from office and yeah. instituting uh, Donald Trump again. S- same batter as before. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike, you're just confused. He wasn't making a bad sports reference. He was making a bad Great British Bake Off reference. Oh, 
Yeah, he's very excited for the September 24th uh, announced release date of the next season of British Bake Off, and he had to get on Twitter and start talking about change-ups and batters. <gasps> so, um, it, that would be awesome if Q had just gone into like weird niche stuff that he was interested in recently. He was just like, hey, how's this season of Lucifer treating you guys? I'm kind of liking it. <laughs> if, if, if Q started doing small talk, that would have been awesome. Just like random stuff. and Then people start... Small talk with Q. Yeah, just- I heard that uh, I heard that Joe Rogan was really interested in this change of batter, but only if it was made with horse paste. Uh, Joe Rogan is very mad at you for accusing him of eating horse paste because he'll have you know <laughs> he'll have you know that he got the human ivermectin from a real doctor that he obviously didn't doctor shop with when he was yeah. running around America, literally grabbing every drug he possibly could in order to um, fuel his recovery from COVID, which, again, the the headline was the ivermectin bullshit. But ignore all of that. Ignore the ivermectin headline. He was also... uh, Nope, I'm not ignoring that. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm not ignoring the horse pace. I don't care. Uh, I don't care what other better super drugs from actual medical scientists for humans he was taking. Uh, I'm never going to ignore the ivermectin. Do, I can certainly think put it on the back burner. Do you think his real human doctor told him about the ivermectin study where it showed an increased amount of infertility in rats? Uh, uh, because there are no human studies for it. So we have to go off this rat study that shows it's going to make your pee-pee not work. Yeah, but Sarge, A, his COVID is doing better. And it could have been any number of those drugs, but ivermectin yeah. is certainly one of them. And B, he doesn't have worms anymore. Oh, so, well, you know, that's good. I'm that positive. It's, it's, you know. He no, longer has to, he no longer has to put those brakes in his podcast so that he can drag his ass across the <laughs> carpet. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> Damn there it. is, uh, I've, I see a study, but it's, but I don't know how, um, reputable or peer reviewed it is. Cause it's, uh, from three universities in Nigeria that said that, uh, 85% of the men who take ivermectin have become sterilized. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about, uh, the damage that ivermectin does to your internal organs, uh, that it massively damages sperm function. And so we're uh, dealing with a lot of uh, fun and frivolity with uh, this. Uh, Right now, uh, Snopes, who, again, uh, QAnon hates, is listing uh, this ivermectin uh, sterility uh, claim as unproven. They don't know the exact uh, veracity of the claim. No, yeah, no, I I linked the study. It's it's only, so far, only in rats, again, Mm -hmm. Uh, that they've seen it. So because I we, mean, but to be to be fair, that kind of puts it on even footing with the same amount of data we have that proves that ivermectin does anything against COVID. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like if you're going to be taking like, hey, th- there are parts of the ivermectin data I like, and parts of the ivermectin data I don't like. Please give me the horse dewormer. I would like, g- give me that sweet, sweet minty yeah. paste. <laughs> Yeah, when I, when I was saying to ignore the ivermectin part, I wasn't saying to ignore the fact that Rogan's an idiot for taking ivermectin. What I was saying to ignore was the fact that it cured him of the of the of the COVID, because the Regeneron, the shit that he was actually taking, that was the high grade stuff, that was what right. cured his COVID. Uh, when you uh, go to like the hospital for uh, an infection and they give you some penicillin to clear it up. 
that's what cleared it up. Anything else you do beyond that is just uh, icing on top of the cake. If you go to Wendy's and eat a Baconator, the Baconator didn't cure your problem. The penicillin did. So if Rogan or any other clown wants to say, hey, I took the ivermectin and it took care of my COVID, no muss, no fuss, it's like, well, if you do catch COVID again and because you're an idiot who won't get vaccinated, that's possible – Next next time, let's go pure ivermectin. No Regeneron, no actual shit that works. You and the horse paste go one-on-one with Daddy Delta, and let's see who comes out on top that one, time. 1v1. Yeah, one v COVID's like, 1v1 me, bro. I mean, just, yeah, that's what I'm talking about here is because the ivermectin didn't do it. The ivermectin does nothing to COVID. It is uh, a a joke to think that it treats this uh, problem at at this time. because we have no evidence that it does. It's a placebo at best and it's damaging uh, at worst. And it's very likely that it's damaging. I mean, that's just the way this is. Well, I mean, I mean, thank thank goodness. Sorry, go ahead. No, you can go. Uh, There have been reports of people going into liver failure from ivermectin overdoses because, again, we don't have a good, clean uh, human dose because it's not meant for humans. Well, the shit they're taking isn't meant for humans. You can get actual human ivermectin, but the thing is is you can't get it from honest doctors because they won't give it to you because it won't treat COVID. So if you're like, hey, doctor, I've got a cough and some fever – I haven't been tested for COVID yet, but you know, so hey, if you got that ivermectin, hook me up. And then the doctor's like, no, I will, like, I'll like tell you to come to the hospital if you're really sick and we can treat you with like actual medicine in the hospital and maybe give you assistance breathing if it gets that bad in the hospital, but we're not giving you ivermectin. And then those people are like, fuck you doctor. And they're going to the, and then they're going to the local uh, veterinary clinic and grabbing the horse paste. Because that'll cure it. That'll fix me up. And it's just, it's such nonsense that we're here in this world where uh, over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot of the vaccine. And yet you, the galaxy brain super genius, are just like, (laughs) you know, I don't trust that shot that 200 million Americans have gotten. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the horse paste. I'm going to go with the sheep, the sheep drench. I'm going to go with the livestock medicine. And it's just, it's so ridiculous. He's just like, you know, I I smoked some ayahuasca and I was in my sixth (laughs) death chamber the other day and it came to me in a vision, horse paste. That's what'll cure me. And it's just like, oh, oh, Joe Rogan, you do so many dumb fuck things that it's, like, surely you have to be the, the only conservative-ish idiot with a huge platform that's taking the horse medication. <laughs> so, so, so thank God it's only yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah. I mean, it could be yeah, really damaging if it, if, if, it, if it was other people besides just Joe Rogan. It could be really yeah. damaging to the no, world. No, just Joe Rogan. Uh, sadly, I have non-breaking news that our fr- uh, friend of the podcast and local moron, Alex Jones, was so jealous of Joe Rogan <laughs> getting out there and talking about the merits of ivermectin that Alex Jones angrily broke out ivermectin on his show and was taking ivermectin live on the air to show everybody that it's great and it's awesome and it's wonderful. And during his tirade, he claimed, and again, you can never actually trust Alex Jones for fucking anything he says. He claimed that he had COVID twice over this period of time. Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, I, I just really love the idea that, he thought he would just like sneak that in there 
because during this period of time, uh, Jones has had on his show David Icke. And David Icke's whole argument for COVID is that it doesn't exist. It's not even a real thing. It's not a Chinese bioweapon. It's not caused by 5G. It's just fictional. And I just love the And when Alex would have him on his show, because David Icke is higher in the pecking order than Alex, and he doesn't need to fucking play Alex's game, when Alex would be on, and he'd be like, hey, hey David, this, the charcoms, they hit us with the COVID. It's a poison. It's killed. And David Icke would be like, no, buddy. COVID's not even real. I don't know what you're talking about. And then Alex would be like, oh, that's fine, David. Whatever you say, buddy. Again. And I I said Chicom for the first time around my partner, Foxy, and uh, she was just like, is that racist? That sounds really racist, Chicom. And I was like, it just means Chinese communists. So it's not like good, but I don't think it's explicitly racist in the way that you're thinking. I feel like it's it sort of depends on it's it depends a lot on context, like the word Jews. <laughs> yes, right. Now, like like Jews at a baseline. Like I like typically I I try I I try to get away from this sticky wicket by just referring to them as people of Jewish faith. But yeah. uh, a lot of people are not so delicate with that, and they will just use uh, the term Jews. Uh, it's just sort of like casual conversation, and uh, you know, like. As long as it, as long as the 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 context is copacetic, it's usually good. But man, one wrong inflection point, like one wrong string of words, and all of a sudden it's just like, ooh, they got real bad real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I totally I totally feel that. I get, I can see how that like that terminology. It is dumb, and it's designed. It is designed to make people be mad at China, but it's not to be mad at them because they're racist due to racism. It's be mad because they're communists. They're they're preaching this evil ideology. Whereas like Jesus Christ gave us the capitalist system. Well, when he, when, when he came down from heaven to save the world. And I don't even think they're really they communist aren't. anymore. Whatever they are, it's not. Communist. No, they're, they're capitalist. I mean, they're capitalist, but like they make sure the government makes sure they get a slice of everything. But the, the, the Chinese communist party runs the country. Cause it, cause when they, when they had the revolution and they took the country over, that's what Mao Zedong called the party. And it's still that part. They didn't rebrand it at any time because they were like, hey, this is the name of the party. We're not going to change it. Screw you. But just because the Chinese Communist Party runs China doesn't mean it's a communist system because um, they are, they're working on creating a Chinese middle class where people can buy TVs and have to- small quantities of freedom so long as they're uh, consuming and helping the Chinese economy grow, as it were. But, um, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, but, <laughs> but the really funny thing is, is like, I actually, uh, like Zapruder filmed Alex Jones's ivermectin thing and his hand goes, uh, some places before it gets to his mouth, those pills. And I'm not sure he actually took the ivermectin. I, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people in that Twitter thread saying, I don't think he actually took it. And then it was brought to my attention. Why would he be so dumb as to try and like palm fake it on live stream with his own like camera crew when he could just have brought out a different pill and taken it? I mean, because he's an idiot, but yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I just don't know. I don't know. I, again, I don't trust this idiot at all for anything because right. the, the everything he did there was just a stunt for the sake of attention because he was so mad that Joe Rogan was like 
He was I mean, very jealous. He is so angry. I don't know if you saw the post I had on Twitter uh, today that uh, Torba posted of like this weird Wojak that has Joe Rogan's face planted on it that has like a massive dick coming out of the neck. And it's it's the weirdest drawing in the world. What? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Send send us this picture. Yeah. I have no comprehension yeah. of what you're yeah, talking basically, about. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's this it's this really silly thing where it's all the dumb libs on one side with their uh their vaccines, and then on the other side it's Joe Rogan with his wagon full of uh horse horse face. <laughs> and yeah, and he has a dick coming out of his neck. And it's just like, why would that make me happy? Why would I want to eat the horse dewormer if I'm going to grow a penis out of my neck? That seems real. You didn't mention his giant nutsack in a Tractor Supply branded wheelbarrow. Well, uh, well yeah. I, I, well, I kind of, I didn't notice that, that that was, yeah, I, I didn't even notice that part of it. I just, I mostly just saw the horse face. There's layers. There's yeah. layers. There's, There's layers. absolutely layers to it. And they eat, and they're proud. They're, they, they even have like Tractor Supply Company on the side of the wheelbarrow to make sure you know this is horse paste. Even though Rogan himself is angry about it. And he's like, hey, I got the real human ivermectin. Leave me alone. I'm I'm not eating the horse paste. Yeah, I don't uh, <laughs> I don't know what Rogan's complaining about. I've had the uh, I've had the coronavirus twice and uh, my penis works great. Maybe even better than before. <laughs> do you think do you think they got the apple flavored paste? It because it does come in apple flavor. It's for horses. It's so Oh, uh, they were out of the apple flavor when I went, so I got the uh, I got the peanut butter stuff. <laughs> they told me that it's, they they told me it was the same stuff they uh, they had a, a an actor use to make it look like he was talking on camera back in the fifties. <laughs> the moment you brought up peanut butter, I was right there. I was so ready for it. Oh, I love I love. Sarge has got one impression. It's Mister Ed. That's Man, it. you you need to get some range, buddy. You need- no, that's no. that's yeah, not you know, you're, you're, that's not my pocket. You're not ranger specialized. I understand. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, uh, enough ivermectin. What have we gotten through all no, our headlines? We have what do we, we have? We, left? we we have Ron Watkins uh, further talking about the California election, and he is he's busting out the gibberish because uh, when you're Ron Watkins, you can never. Uh, you can never stop creating uh, phony deadlines, nonsense, <laughs> yeah. and incoherent bullshit. In it. Explain this to me. I saw you and other people posting this that Ron, which I always forget. Is he on Telegram? Yeah, Telegram. Okay. On Ron's Telegram, he keeps ending all his posts now with a, a new acronym, but he has not explained what this acronym is. Yeah, he... Like like old Q, he just expects you to figure it out. Yeah, so, uh, let me, look, I'm, do your own research, yeah, Sarge. Yeah, yeah. Your, <laughs> I'm trying. Do your own research, Sarge. That's damn right. So I'm scrolling up to get to the beginning of this saga of the Ron Watkins gibberish abbreviation. <laughs> Give us the acronym, okay, real quick. So uh, the first time he posted it, it looks like it was on. It was it was yesterday, and it was okay. uh, PSBSR. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. P-S-B-S-R. Yeah, and his first post was Dawn of the Final Day, and then he signed it that way. And then his next one was, you don't know what's coming, they don't know what's coming, the final day. And then he signed it with that same abbreviation. And then after he did that, he made a third post, which was literally just the abbreviation. And it was one minute later. So at 1.22 p.m., he wrote that first note that I told you about. And then a minute later, he was like, I really got to sell the PSBSR. I I, I haven't Mm -hmm. hammered it. I haven't, haven't hit him over the head with it enough. Has anyone directly asked him what the fuck it is? Uh, well, yeah, people were asking him what it was, but he uh, never answered it directly that I saw. And okay. so then he continues. To get then twat. he posted it again. He said half a day remains, and he put, with the with that abbreviation. And then at ten uh, fifty five p.m. last night, less than twelve hours to go. Abbreviation. Uh, then today, good morning. The truth is coming. More, more, more. Final approach. More five minutes. Oh, and now and now we have an answer at uh, ten this, ten o'clock this morning. He, oh, breaking, breaking news. news! He revealed it to us. Oh, hold on! Don't tell me yet! Don't tell me yet! I, I want to try and guess. Uh, PSBSR, uh, Patriots storm, big storm, Ron, <laughs> big storm, Ron. I'm going with big storm, Ron. Uh, PS, big storm, Ron. That, that, that's really close, but uh, it's. Uh, oh, I was close. no, no, okay. you're absolutely, you're way off. Totally wrong. Um, oh, God damn it. He, um, uh, president, Senate board, state legislature, recorder. So somehow they just dropped the L in state legislature and, and, and shortened it to so state legislature gets abbreviated with only an S. It doesn't get the SL. <laughs> I always knew I was going to be disappointed in this and somehow knowing I was going to be disappointed still did nothing to temper that. He, God damn it, Ron! Like you had the chance to give us something that could have been merchable, and now it's just an acronym for what the 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 people they think they need to overturn the election. I, or it, it looks like it, it looks like it's just like the recorder of these people or something. I mean, oh, oh, it's it's those four legislative uh, offices: the presidential election, the Senate election, board elections, state legislature elections, and apparently the recorder election. I don't even know what office the recorder is, but apparently the Democrats tried to steal that one too, and Ron thought that was so important he had to throw the R in to make his acronym right, right, really right. pop. So uh, apparently. Uh, Trump is going to win Arizona. McSally is going to win back her Senate seat. 
uh, people on the board. I don't even know what the board is, but people on the board are going to switch. Some state legislature people are going to win. And uh, the recorder, man, if I'm the Republican who ran for recorder, I am so happy right now because I'm back, baby. I made it. Okay. Okay. So L missed the reveal of what this this was. So L, before we reveal to you what PSBSR, uh, I already took my guess. Do you want to guess what Ron's new acronym might mean? Well, uh, the, the S certainly doesn't mean uh, seamlessly letting me escape from my computer for a moment and then return without being called out for it. So I'm all, I'm all out of guesses. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, also, that, that's, a ha- that's a hell of a string of letters to put me on the spot for there. I don't know. Uh, peanut butter flavored supplement for bovine SARS repair Nailed it. you're pretty Perfect. close <laughs> that's, that's, that's better than sarge's though <laughs> yeah mine was ps big storm ron yeah but yeah the, 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 there's no there's no vowels there it was uh it was, it was hard to yeah. mess with <laughs> come, come, come back and it's just like hey take a look at this alphabet soup and come up with a string of, a string of words for it real quick idiot. <laughs> it didn't need to be anything we're we're the bar was on the floor yeah like we're we're dealing with Ron here. Like, well, I mean, this I will give Sarge credit for the fact that at the very least, it wasn't Sarge's racist improv, which is his, which yeah. is his usual way for putting people on the spot in our show. Which is like, hey, L, say something negative about the Jews. Go. Um, no, no, I won't. <laughs> you know, on camera, I try to be on TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, as I as I previously stated, this this actually stands for the elective bodies that apparently are going to be overthrown in the election via these reports, which is the presidency, the Senate, the board question mark of Arizona, the state legislature. Which again, the, Ron just left out the L in state legislature. You'd think that would be the abbreviation SL instead of just S, but hey, no, it's Ron's abbreviation and we're, we're doing it. And uh, the recorder, which again, I have no idea what the recorder is in, in there. Yeah, I, I'm very... Unfamiliar. It's everyone's favorite instrument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, it's the office of grade school recorders. And uh, later, to, later, right after he posted that silly thing that was all angry and mad, uh, he uh, posted it in all capital letters to let you know he's serious about it. Maricopa County must be decertified. Just uh, shake your little fists in the air with more impotent rage, Ron. You got this, little guy. You, you put on your Wagyu cowboy hat and really lay down the law to those legislators in Arizona. You got this, bro. It's it's so funny that this is their whole thing. And uh, he also posted a bunch of uh, photos of dominoes being knocked over because that's all cute. Whatever could that? Well, it, it's Arizona is always the first domino. Like one one of the one of the pictures. Oh, Arizona's the first domino. Now yes. I get it. This first domino is taking quite a while to yeah, fall. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been setting up these dominoes for like five years now. Any day now, they're gonna they're gonna flick that first domino and just get this get this whole train rolling. It's gonna be great. I haven't had this uh, this much slow service from a domino since my last pizza order. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, Rod's, Rod's obviously just out there trying to fire up people ahead of this uh, this rally that's happening on September 18th. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. What the that? So uh, this uh, September 18th rally was announced by various uh, right-wing factions where they were like, hey, September 18th, we're going to like march on the Capitol, like, do a little protest, let Biden and all the Democrats know we hate them and they ain't cool with us. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to let them know what's what. And now that we are like a two weeks away from this thing, um, suddenly the whole right wing was like, oh no, we're actually going to bring a bunch of our idiot selves to Washington, D.C. That didn't go so good for us last time. Like, you know, on January 6th when... I, yeah, I have to figure a bunch of them are on uh, Jordan, uh, the the one deal, like deferred prosecution to not do yeah. again exactly what they did. Owen Troyer, yeah, Owen Troyer's deal. Yeah, Owen Troyer's deal. Yeah. So you have these, uh, you have all these jamokes, all these idiots who uh, have whipped themselves into a lather, but they know that it's very possible there could be a uh, a backlash or a problem. So suddenly, they've now done a 180, and everyone is out there saying, hey guys, if you've heard anything about a big rally on September 18th, it's bullshit. Do not attend. Do not go. The Any uh, plans or allegations that we're going to be doing a rally in D.C. are not true. So anyone who goes to D.C. on the 18th is a false flag, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, Soros-funded terrorist. Do not attend. So uh, the entire right wing is now freaking out about the idea that right-wingers might show up in D.C. on the 18th because they might do bad, wrong things. And uh, they don't like that because they don't like uh, be, actually being the criminals that they just drawing even more attention to January six yes. because if they if they do it again even but smaller it's still just going to draw even more heat right. to January six right. oh yeah all those people waiting for their uh, day before the court for the bullshit they pulled on January sixth they're going to be thrilled if more right wingers like march on the Capitol, get into fights of police and this time I'm sure there's going to be way more police and way more national guard because mm-hmm. they ain't going to they ain't going to get caught napping this time so well I don't think uh Sarge's tinfoil hat I don't think they got caught napping I think the guy at the top uh like uh held tied their hands behind their back and I bet you this time if a bunch of patriots show up there'll be a bunch more guns uh, pointed in their direction. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a, the, yeah the the guy the guy running the country now, and he actually is running the country now. All the people who believe in de- devolution or all that shit, you're all wrong, and, and you're all out of your minds. Yeah, Sleepy Joe is going to make sure that uh, we have things on lockdown this time. This this ain't going to get out of hand mm-hmm. the way it did last time. Uh, I think my favorite uh, of these crazy retraction flailing uh, tirades was on the Proud Boys uh, Telegram channel. Uh, I haven't, I, I, I don't, ha- I don't follow them, uh, generally speaking, because they're not that QAnon adjacent. But someone sent me a screen grab of it that um, someone was like, hey, Proud Boys, you were promoting this uh, September 18th uh, thing. What's the story about that? And uh, <laughs> the actual Proud Boys Telegram replied and said, September 18th is bullshit. We are not going to September 18th and no one should go there. 
Anyone who claims to be a proud boy who's in D.C. on the 18th is a fucking liar, and they will be aggressively but centrally butt-fucked and then removed from the proud boy community, which uh, that last part sounded like they were working through a few, a few things. Maybe, um, I don't know why they brought up the sensuality of it. Aren't like half of them in jail? I know they're leaders in actual big boy jail. Yeah, and they're the, leader, the leader before that was an FBI informant. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, know oh, that. Oh, you didn't hear about that? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they, uh, they found that out pretty quickly. That uh, I believe it was Enrique Tario, but like, w- yeah, the one of the guys that was the was the big boss of the Proud Boys was uh, working for the FBI, and that's uh, that's how these things work. I mean, it's just you they they uh, they always find a way to infiltrate these groups, and it's always the guy you think is the one that could not possibly be. Yeah, Enrique Tario. Uh, Enrique Tario was a prolific informer for law enforcement. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I have to, Gavin Telegram has to be like, like 25% law enforcement at this oh, point. It's, uh, oh, there's, so- oh, yeah. I mean, God, it's a, it's like when fucking Silk Road got taken down by yeah. the FBI or whatever that popped back up. Totally, totally legitimate Silk Road back up and running, boys, like a month yeah. later. And it was just like, please continue to use Silk Road for all your illegal services. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every everyone that gets popped hiring a hitman, it's never a hitman. It is always the cops. Yeah. Please. Well, I mean, only be, only because good hitmen don't get caught. Yeah. And you, you, guy out, a guy out in the world is not going to be able to find a hitman. You, Joe Exotic, are not going to be able to find a hitman. I, I, I mean, you might be, you might be shocked if you knew how many people I have killed for money. <laughs> mm. I just love the idea that the Silk Road like goes offline, then it comes back online. It's like, hey, anybody want some heroin? Need me to kill somebody? Still totally on the up and up. Anytime you need some heroin <laughs> or some fentanyl, come on in, make an order. You got it. I have to figure. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like if the police rounded up some sex workers off of a corner. That the next day it was like six dudes that looked like Ron Swanson wearing dresses, just being like, "Hey, big boy, are you looking for some action tonight?" You could like see their service revolver like under their dress. <laughs> it's like okay, I just uh, oh, it's your first day here at the FBI. New new young recruit out of Quantico. Yeah. Well, here's your here's your burner iPhone. Uh, go make a Telegram and a Gab account. And uh, get in some chat rooms. Your workday is now just hanging out on Gavin Telegram. Yep. Just just post a few things about how you don't believe the Holocaust is real, and uh, you are totally in favor of uh, taking uh, hydroxychloroquine to cure COVID because it was a terrorist uh, plot by George Soros to take over the world. And uh, here's a sheet of your talking yep, points. Yep, like, maybe. just oh god. There, there is no like the the racist are the better. Don't worry, go yes. for it. So I just uh, I think Joe Rogan's just the wider. I've had COVID six times, and uh, each time it makes some of my hair grow back. It's actually great. <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh God. sad attention seeking uh, Alex, you're the best. I've seen so many women just like if I find out a guy listens to Joe Rogan, that's just like date over. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that covers our uh, glorious headlines this week. Let's see what our listeners have to ask us in the mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A. 
so uh, Narc asks, uh, do you think that it was part of a devious plan by the GQP to have men taking ivermectin, knowing that there was a 2011 study showing significant drop in sperm count and efficiency in the mobility of the sperm? Uh, we did cover the sperm yes. problem with the ivermectin. So uh, if Republicans were trying to poison their, trying to end the fertility of their own voter base, well, uh, it seems like a mistake on their part. If you could, this would be more along the, more along the lines of the whole thing where people were like, "Q was a leftist plot to make Republicans look bad," and it's like, well, the problem there is that you made yourselves look bad because you're the ones who wanted to believe in that shit. I mean, if I told a bunch of liberals a dumb, weird fantasy, it's only the liberals' fault if they look bad for believing me. I mean, that's the thing. I just you you've both read Transmet. You remember when Spider goes to the super right wing Nazi rally, and afterwards at the bar, he says, "One day I'm going to drop a bomb on the city, a contraceptive bomb." Uh, no. Like that's all I can think of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, look, do I think it's a plot? No, uh, I think that these people have done it to themselves, and obviously, COVID on the whole, has been just like a terrible, awful thing for the world. But now that the vaccine is rolled out and sanity, for the most part, has gripped the country, uh, you know, the needle is moving a little bit in the other direction, what with all these conservatives, like, refusing to take the vaccine and instead of treating it with medical drugs from human doctors taking horse medication that might make them infertile. That sounds great to me. I mean... <laughs> maybe maybe that makes me a monster, but uh, th- that that part of the whole COVID experience is not my least favorite part. Let's just yeah. say that. Uh, so thank you, uh, existential dreadlocks. Uh, previous uh, guest host on the pod asks, uh, "Sigh, I guess my question is: Do you see this getting better or worse?" Uh, that's a tough. That's a what? tough question. I mean, uh, I would say, uh, I would say, in the, in in one way, I would say better because the longer Trump isn't in power the harder it is for the LARPers to keep the LARP going. And on the other hand, uh, eventually there'll be bad spots because the longer, sooner or later when people aren't placated, someone's going to do some dumb violent shit. And that's like one of the main reasons why QAnon's Mm. constantly screaming and yelling about, there's going to be a false flag and they're going to blame us for it. And it's like, well, when you keep promising to everybody that Hillary Clinton and George Soros and Joe Biden are all going to hang in Gitmo, for their crimes, and then those people don't hang in Gitmo for their crimes, sooner or later someone takes business into their own hands. I mean, that's just inevitably what's going to happen here. So, And that when that does happen, it's going to suck, but again, QAnon will take no responsibility for it. Absolutely not. They'll be like, uh, MK Ultra Sleeper, uh, Leftist Plant, uh, wouldn't matter. I mean, Ghost Ezra could commit an act of terrorism, and they would say, yeah, he wasn't really QAnon. I mean... once you do a bad thing, you're no longer part of the cool kid club. It's just the way it works for forever with these people. Yeah. I mean, look what happened. Like it literally happened with the Q shaman. I'm still going to keep calling him Q shaman. He got like, he became the face of the movement there for a second and they disavowed him so quick. Oh yeah. Like just, just threw him under the bus. They, They couldn't have like, couldn't have been faster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Q Shaman, never never heard of him. He was always Antifa. That's the way I knew it. 
So yeah, I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> always Antifa. always Antifa. Just yeah, they're just absolutely soulless uh, about their total lack of uh, cohesion and integrity. Where we go, one we go all is a lie. Just uh, let it be known that it, the moment you inconvenience the movement, you're gone. You're out. You're not. You're no. You're mm-hmm. persona non grata. So. Uh, I would say, in general, better, uh, but in mo- in moments, it'll be worse. It's basically the best I can say about that. And uh, hope, yeah. and I just hope the uh, the, vi- the level of violence is low to non-existent. I hope we are able to catch people before they do anything too stupid. Um, so thank you for the question. Uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, tapping your crew's wisdom about odds, do you think you can predict the election results of 2022 or 2024? Feel free to say no or digress in the five minutes of pop culture references or both or yell turbo teen at, or yell turbo teen at random. I missed that. So, uh, wow. What, what, what a nice listener to give us permission to do all this stuff. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad I've been, I've been blessed. Well, well, allow, allow me to shout Turbo Teen because I can do it now. I've been I've been granted yeah, permission. Yeah, give, give me the green uh, light. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, oh my god, green light, Turbo Teen all yes. the way. <laughs> uh, I would say basically, I think that like the uh, 2022 and uh, the 2022 midterms. I really feel like that's mostly about how COVID America is at that time and how many states yeah. are getting nailed by it. I mean. If the if Texas and Florida are still just horrifying, but the rest of America is pretty okay, then I don't think it'll be that bad for the Democrats. Even though, again, once the new party gets the White House, I really feel like in America at this time, you still have an older generation who remembers uh, Congress working and actually being a thing where that whole reaching across the aisle kind of stuff was uh, something that happened. And Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan worked together to make deals to pass legislation and all that stuff. Whereas uh, anyone who grew up past the 1990s where Newt Gingrich decided that, you know what, fuck it, I ain't letting anything happen anymore. Um, that generation onward is going to be the generation who's like, my party to the death. This whole idea of split government leads to compromise and makes things work better. That generation is like, split government leads means that nothing gets done and shit sucks. So it's my way or the highway. And I, I feel like uh, in 10, 20 years, that's going to be the way it is. And I think that like the elections are going to be just mini referendums on the president more than just, hey, we got to give the other party uh, a, a hand on a, one of the levers of power so the other party doesn't get too crazy, uh, which is... Uh- Without putting you too much on the spot, do we know the the big the big ones for the midterms? Like what states are like what elections we really need to look uh, at? Well, like uh, Pennsylvania Senate is one. Uh, Pennsylvania Senate's a big one because uh, the Republican there is retiring, and that that mm-hmm. is. I mean, I know Trump got Pennsylvania in sixteen, but that's been a mostly blue state for the longest time. Uh, in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Ron uh, Johnson, who's the weird Russian nut job. I mean, the guy who was in Russia on, Jan- on July 4th a couple of years ago, which always seems really weird and creepy to me. Um, that happened. Um, so you have you have him. And again, Wisconsin's a mostly kind of blue state. Um, can, Rand Paul is running for re-election and we had his insider trading scandal and all that kind of good stuff, but it's Kentucky. It's going to take a lot of work to get him out of office, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And uh, Georgia, 
Um, Warnock, the guy who won the Senate seat in Georgia on the runoff after Biden won the presidency, his uh, election was a special election, and he has to run for re-election for a full six-year term uh, in 2022. So he's... Okay, so we have Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, Kentucky's kind of a... Lot, seemingly a lost yeah, cause. And, and, and the thing is, is that if you look at the actual map, it's like so red. The Republicans are defending so many seats and the Democrats are not defending that many at all. So there is like, it, it's a possibility that it might end up like 2018 where the Democrats won the House, but the, the Republicans netted a couple Senate seats. So like the reverse of that could happen in 2022 where the Republicans win the House where the Democrats actually grow their Senate majority. So that's, that is very possible. North Carolina, North Carolina is a very competitive, uh, state republicans up for re-election there um so there's there's things going on so it'll be it'll be interesting no so uh it'll be it'll be it'll be a fun little event uh to see exactly how it all shakes out but um i feel like again if we're back from covid this could be kind of an anomaly midterm because people might just be like hey Biden got this shit under control. Things are going good. And I mean, that's kind of like a bunch of doe-eyed optimism on my, on my part, but I think, right. it, I think it could work out. I think it could be something that could actually uh, go for us instead of go again us as it were. So um, it'll all, uh, it, we'll, we'll find out in 2024. Someone else also asked, uh, who do you think Trump's uh, running mate will be in 2024 and who will the Democratic nominee be? That's Daniel. So we'll just layer his question. I The, the, the Democratic nominee is going to be Biden or Harris if Biden can't run. I really don't see it being an open field kind of thing. You, what about Bernie? <laughs> hey, what about Bernie? Uh, I... I, I don't think Grandpa Sanders is – I don't think the third try is going to be the charm for him. But uh, I, I feel like mm. the party is going to consolidate around the president. Uh, we haven't – I mean, in America, we haven't had an incumbent president not uh, run for re-election since 1968 when uh, Lyndon Johnson dipped out because Vietnam made him toxic and he couldn't even try it. So uh, – yeah, I mean, like, why wouldn't they just run Biden? I mean, granted, like, we still have a few years left of his presidency. He could fuck up bad enough where they wouldn't want to run him again. But so far, like, he hasn't fucked up. I mean, like, he kind of botched pulling us out of Afghanistan, but that was never going to go that smoothly. So, like, right. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what sort of disastrous fuck up he would have to make for the Democrats to just be like, Ugh, the guy that we already got into the White House, he's not good enough. Right, exactly. I, I don't think that there's going to be any serious uh, challenge to Biden or if anything happens to him to Harris. The incumbent pretty much kind of clears the field. Uh, I can't even, like, I think the last time there was a real prim- uh, primary challenge of a president was like when Pappy Bush got primaried by uh, Buchanan in 1992. And uh, Bill Clinton ended up kicking his ass. So maybe don't primary people. I don't know. So that side of it, I think, is pretty cut and dry. Uh, Trump's running mate is very interesting because um, I think Trump would win the nomination if he ran because he's kind of the cult of personality of the Republican Party. I actually... uh, 
I actually had a QAnon talking point out in the wild uh, this week, which blew my mind <laughs> because I saw like a bunch of QAnon people a few weeks ago were like, all these people don't take down their Trump 2020 signs and you never see people not take down the signs of the losing candidate. It proves that people know something is wrong and that, that there was an injustice and that the solidarity of Trump is there because the, the people of America still love the man. What? That Dog, most- I, 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 saw, I saw somebody and, and not from the area flying a Philadelphia Eagles flag in front of their house just a few weeks ago. <laughs> like, like the, 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 the amount of victories you rack up has nothing to do with whether or not people are going to rep you in flag form. Just, just as, anytime you see a Dallas Cowboys flag, remember yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> or Detroit oh Lions Oh my God. I mean, the Detroit. Do they even make Detroit Lions flags at this point? Oh my god! I'm, I'm they got sorry. they got to be in a warehouse. I bet I bet you can get I get you you can buy those in bulk at a huge discount. But uh, take that, Detroit Lions fans! Boom, your misery is our content. But um, I really wonder, like, if tr- when Trump runs, how crazy is his vice president? Because I, I mean, QAnon would want him to pick Michael Flynn. I mean, it would just be. Michael Flynn or Marjorie Taylor Greene, it would be an absolute pants-on-head crazy nut. But, I mean, what what happened, if you don't know the story of Trump and the vice presidency, was he was going to make Chris Christie as vice president. That was who he wanted. And uh, Paul Manafort uh, lied to Trump said that his plane was uh, not working and that they had to stay over in Indiana or wherever it was Mike Pence was. And then that night and that morning, uh, Pence and Manafort gave Trump the hard sell that Pence was what he needed to cover his evangelical flank and uh, quash that whole New York playboy lifestyle of his and let let everybody know that he did hate the women and, and the gay people enough to be a proper Republican. And because Trump is an easy to manipulate dum-dum, he was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll go with Pence. So, I mean, I mean, he... I th- I feel like if you told if you asked Trump who would he pick for his vice president right now he'd probably pick Rudy he'd pick Rudy Rudy's my boy boom Trump Trump Giuliani twenty twenty four nailed it jump shot but yeah you're, you're you're out of your fucking mind Rudy Giuliani is dead to Donald Trump right now. <laughs> yeah I mean, Giuliani hates Trump now he won't up. pay him and he left him out well, to try up in a heartbeat if Rudy thought he could get on TV as the vice president oh god he would run to that orange hobgoblin and and snuggle deep to his bosom now Trump might say, he might be. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that I'm sure that Rudy would literally sleep at Trump's feet like a faithful cat if if he would yeah. let him. But I, th- I think that Rudy Giuliani's usefulness to Trump has now evaporated. So Rudy Giuliani is dead. That's, that's very possible. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if those two people are never in a room together until one of them dies. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. What would the political calculation be? I mean, really, honestly, probably. His vice president would be whoever Ivanka told him to pick. Like, Daddy, make this guy your vice president. He, he'd probably want to make Ivanka his vice president if it really came down to it. Ooh, I mean, I'm like, stay with me here. Kanye. I can see that. I can accept that. Kanye as vice president is totally plausible. I'm- see, my, my, fa- my favorite part about, I mean, this is, a, the, the, this is classic because Kanye is a difficult subject to riff on because he has a diagnosed mental health disorder. 
So I'm just going to sit here and politely nod and just be like, yes, Kanye would be an amusing and interesting choice. And that's all I could really yeah. say. Because, <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Take shots at the guy? He's bipolar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, he would throw his own hat in the ring. And that's not me taking a shot. He would just do oh, that. Yeah, if he was in a manic episode, oh, my God, he'd kill to be vice president. He'd love that attention. And then and then once he came down from that, he'd resign the vice presidency immediately. He'd be like, nope, I'm going back to my music. Sorry, Kanye out. So immediately. I do think it would be pretty great. Yeah, uh, pretty great just for the fact that it's like the, the same guy who on public television next to a horrified Mike Myers said that George W. Bush does not care about black people. So throwing his head into the ring to be the running mate of Donald Trump would be incredible. I'm, I'm here for that. That that would provide us with endless content because we are the monsters that feed on these uh, greater monsters. Oh. Uh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say like that was uh, that was in the HBO uh, documentary when they were talking to the QAnon anonymous guys. They're like, "Bad for the world, good for us," and it's that's just yeah. the way it is. It sucks. But oh, I was all I forgot to mention that Herschel Walker is got Trump's blessing to run for Senate in Georgia. So we're getting like an ex football player who has many instances of like stalking and domestic violence as the hand picked candidate by Donald Trump to try to wrest the uh, Georgia Senate seat from the Democrats. So, nice, so that's, nice. that's great. Uh, Kiz Epic asks, uh, do you think that all Trump supporters should be purged from social media platforms similar to what happened to QAnon after January 6th? Where do you personally draw the line? Uh, misinformation and disinformation. I think that like, if you try to just kick a Trump supporter off of the internet, that that's kind of weird and that level of political censorship is kind of a sticky wicket. I mean, this is like that whole thing where uh, Twitter was just so kid-gloving Trump after the election and all of his voter fraud uh, claims because, like, hey, he's the president. I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, we can't kick the president off our service. And then after January 6th, we're like, fuck it, we're kicking the president off our service. So, I mean, I feel like... If you're just like, uh, I love the Second Amendment and MAGA and all that stuff and Trump 2024, I mean, you can have a, you can have a social media account, but the moment, the moment you start talking about ivermectin and 5G causing COVID, then then maybe you shouldn't have an internet account. So, I mean, it's it's tough. But um, I think misinformation is like kind of like the, the line that I would draw for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, nobody's going to care if you're, like, even if you have, like, four million Twitter followers, nobody's going to care if you're on Twitter talking about Bigfoot, because your belief in Bigfoot doesn't hurt anybody. But if you're using your platform of four million people on Twitter to talk about how uh, the the uh, government, like, election for our president was rigged and that Joe Biden is not the legal president of the United States, or the vaccines cause autism, so you should take horse paste to cure up your... Uh, COVID or that uh, wearing a mask is like being a Jew in the Holocaust or any of the other horrible things that these people say, um, then yeah, that's when somebody needs to step in and just be like, hey, you can't use our platform and the robust amount of reach it gives you to lie to your audience. Like that's not I mean, like, <laughs> you could certainly be like, you you should certainly be able to have a place to spout your opinions. Like, I believe that vaccines are harmful or whatever. But like, a lot of these people just try to uh, try to speak to their opinions as if though they're absolute, and that becomes 
like harmful disinformation that is bad for society. So fuck them. I don't give a fuck. Like kick, kick them off Twitter. If you have, if you have more than a thousand Twitter followers and, and you say that COVID is a is a hoax, boom, straight to jail. Like <laughs> <laughs> overcook, undercook, jail. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that's a that's a parks and recreation reference, people. I'm not, I'm not saying lock them up, but I am saying take away their fucking Twitter keys. No, no Twitter yes. for them. No, he's saying jail. <laughs> he, he, oh, yeah. huge st- jail. St- st- <laughs> Hell World has the best listeners because of jail. I love incarceration. Jail. Oh man, incarceration is so yes. good. I mean, how how else are we going to get? How else in 2021 are we going to get people to make things for us without paying? <laughs> Exactly. And uh, we uh, close our questions that we've received this week from Old Man McWalkin's Fight Club Question of the Week, which is uh, EIT, Ezra, Sather, and Linwood all wake up on the Battle Royale Island with a class of high school kids. What weapons do they have in their bags? Who survives the longest and who dies in the most comical fashion? Uh, None of them take it seriously like COVID the first time that it is announced that their zone is the zone that's going to be detonated. And then they all just hang out in that zone because they think it's a hoax. And then all of them. (laughs) Good answer. Best answer. I. Good answer. I, I honestly, uh, my only thing I would say is I feel like uh, Sather and or Linwood would try to like sway some children to their side and not realize that the children understand what's really going on at the high stakes level of all of this, and they perish pretty quickly and pretty funnily. They're like, hey, let's do an alliance. Oh, no, you're hitting me. Stop. Oh, no. Oh. Hey, uh, I'm just saying, it, like, am I the only person who notices conspicuously absent from the list of this party is Matt Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we, we know how Matt. Ooh. We, we know, uh, mm. No, we we all know how Matt Gates gets dropped in this scenario. We all know how that goes. <laughs> They're like two large armed guards, like holding a, a frothing at the mouth, flailing Matt Gates, just demanded to be put on Child <laughs> Island. Put it on! Put it on the kids! <laughs> like no, Matt, no, no, Matt, no. <laughs> How mad was Matt Gates when uh, Epstein Island got shut down before he was powerful enough to go uh, there? Incredible! Oh, oh God! Just uh, probably the, the, the throw th- uh, throw a monitor through a window levels of rage. Probably had to have his da- daddy. Probably had to have his daddy call the police to tell him not not to uh, listen to all those noises coming from the Gates estate that night and uh, sweep it up, sweep <laughs> it under the rug, as it were. Because, uh, yeah, that boy was probably uh, pretty salty about all those things. So, uh... What, what, what of our Battle Royale hypothetical contestants, like, reaches into their pack and their weapon is a cell phone, and as soon as they turn it on, it's just some, like, Venmo, like, message from <laughs> Matt Gates, and it's just, like, like island emoji, like, money emoji, <laughs> like, <girl>. heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt... It's like they're just like, damn, he didn't care who he was sending it to, just whoever had this phone, huh? All right, I guess. <laughs> Matt Gates is like one of the sponsors from the Hunger Games. Just like, you got it, Snookums. Just like sending money and weapons and Kansas soup to all, just... all of his all of his favorite children on Murder Island. I mean, in, in QAnon, uh, on QAnon Battle Royale, I would I would love for everybody to reach into their packs and like one of them pulls out like a Bible, and one of them pulls out like some ivermectin, and one of them pulls out like a bottle of Windex or whatever other thing that like Donald Trump was telling them to inject. It's one of them pulls out like a UV flashlight and it's just like all, like all, all of the cures for the COVID that that's, what's going to get you through. Murder oh, well, Island. You know who the winner is. It's, it's the guy who pulls out the bottle of adrenochrome and basically becomes an unstoppable zombie slaughter machine. Oh no, he got the high grade. It's like, 
No, Pragmatic, no, don't drink the Adrenochrome. It will turn you into a demon. I must win the island. No. It's just go, go, Ghost Ezra just grabs one of the kids and straps to their back with like an IV in his arm, like the blood bag in, in, yes. in Fury Road. He's just jogging around the island just with that straight chrome. <laughs> every every now and then he like she's like she just like like says something scary to the kid to make him cry. Like yeah, that, that, that's how the other people defeat him. They make the kid laugh, and the the, the blood no longer gives him the pop it needs because this is a reverse monsters ink, and you actually need to scare them with the fear. Uh, I wish I wasn't so garbage at. Uh... <laughs> fucking photoshop i haven't done it since college or just like photoshop ron on the the front of the car in that like rig they have max in just, just plowing forward like running blood to someone else <laughs> oh god yeah ron watkins oh actually ron watkins should be in the car and you just have like a, a pepe the frog like strapped into the blood bag seat like giving ron the blood mm. Ugh. There's so, so many. That's our question to you, yeah. listeners. Yeah. Who would be the blood bag on the front of the car driven by Ron? Yes. So, uh, so that brings us to our uh, question and numerous of the week, which is what are you uh, looking forward to? What's got you excited? Uh, uh, I actually uh, started playing a little uh, a little Final Fantasy fourteen recently. Oh, was, how's that? I, I, was, I was lucky enough to actually be able to make a character on a server. Um, I'm going to say that the game itself is actually pretty fun and it is really scratching my MMO itch. I'm still pretty early into it. Uh, so like, I can't really speak to a lot of its systems and stuff yet, but it is, it is satisfying in the way I wanted an MMO to be. Uh, but it is like, it is a, a game, like a, a game from a Japanese development studio that's almost 10 years old. And man, it really shows in a lot of their design choices. And even just from like a macro level of like running your company, but with the Blizzard controversy, a bunch of the World of Warcraft streamers like switched over to Final Fantasy and have literally just hammered their servers so hard that it is most times of day impossible to make a new character in Final Fantasy. You just can't do it. Which I would understand if that was only for people who were trying to play the free version to test it out. But I have friends who have paid for the game that cannot play it. Yeah. Which is in like unforgivable. I mean, like as a company, that's just like Square Enix is not a small company either. Just fucking throw money at the problem until you get new servers off the ground. Especially because they have a big content update coming this month. So they should have known that there was going to be an influx of players to begin with. I mean, certainly not like the 200,000 or whatever that Asmon Gold brought with him when he decided to switch from a WoW stream. But like, still, the fact that it's been a problem for weeks, if not months now, that you just can't make a character on Final Fantasy servers and they still haven't addressed it by just leveraging their resources to start new servers is completely unforgivable. So just from that standpoint, I definitely can't recommend the game to anyone else, but I am excited to play a little more of it. I've been looking for an MMO. Uh, periodically, I'll just get the itch. Like once every like couple of years, I'll just be like, man, I want to put like 60 hours into one of these games and just click mindlessly on turtles and stuff until my numbers go up. And that's kind of all I want to yeah. do. Sarge? Uh, so recently I had some friends down and we did the nerdiest thing possible. We painted miniatures, uh, good friend of mine back to Kickstarter for Marvel United, a Marvel miniatures game. And it came, he went crazy. So he had everybody. And over the weekend, I got to paint a miniature of better Ray bill. Uh, or Beta Ray Bill, however you want to say it, a Space Horse Thor, 
and one of my favorite characters was because he's so goofy and dumb and awesome and uh, terrifying looking because he has a weird like skeletal horse head and is a Thor. But uh, I've gotten back into painting. I haven't done it for a couple of years and I am excited to keep doing it. I've been watching a lot of videos lately, looking at techniques and uh, trying out new things. I think I'm going to paint uh, Dr. Octopus next. I have him primed and ready. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, meeting and hopefully defeating Hades in the next week or so. I have been addicted to the game Hades for the past two weeks. I was playing Rogue Book as an addict, and I played Hades a little bit. I was like, oh, it's an arcade game. It's not a deck builder. I'm not sure about it. And then I went back and tried Hades again and just crippling addiction. Just absolutely mm. like doing this podcast. I'm like getting the shakes, just being like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fighting. I'm not killing shit. I'm not getting Zagreus closer to Hades. I'm not cl- getting them out. I got to free, I got to free that boy. So uh, I am really loving the fact that I am into that game as much as I am. And uh, also, uh, Football tomorrow. Uh, the NFL it, oh, yeah. lives. Uh, my stone, my stone cold red hot lock of the week is uh, the under fifty two in the uh, Tampa uh, Dallas game that is going to go on tomorrow night. So I'm going to keep track of that for the year to insult and humiliate myself as I bomb spectacularly week after week, pick after pick. And I encourage Sarge and L to use random instruments of chance to come up with picks to humiliate me as they beat me by the end of the week uh, with games. I asked uh, Sarge to videotape his cat eating from either a bowl of uh, food that has a Chief logo on it or a Browns logo on it for this week's game. He has yet to do that. I hope at some ill-defined point before Sunday that will happen. And uh, I also hope that L will – what is the name of the Mormon angel again? Moroni. Moroni. I'm hoping that L will find a golden coin blessed by Moroni and that he will flip that coin to come up with a winner for this week's, uh, this weekend's football games. Uh, And if L goes on a crazy run, we will sell Moroni infused coins to our listeners so that they can win at sports betting as well. Uh, But yes, just uh, between Hades and football, my, my cup runneth over with uh, fun and enjoyable things to uh, time sink away on. (laughs) Well, there you have it. And uh, speaking of coins and Hades, it's time for me to uh, reach into this here pouch and pull out enough of these gold coins for me and the boys to pay Charon off to get his fairy ride out of this here hell world for the week. Uh, So thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Versus in Hell World podcast. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by uh, telling somebody who may not already be listening to it. Uh, that, hey, maybe they should listen to it if they want to get the skinny on the madness that is QAnon. Uh, if you have a little jingle jangle in your pocket, you'd like to support us even more, you could do so by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics and donating some money to us. Uh, you could do it at as low as $2 a month, but if you donate $5 a month or more, you get access to our slate of bonus material, including various series like Kabbalin, The Foul is Deed, uh, Mike Raids' as, as, as of yet unnamed history uh, show and also the upcoming Sarge's Conspiracy Corner. Hey, if you have money and you don't want to give it to us, uh, you can donate it to love146.org. Uh, they are an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, and those are their words. So that sounds like a pretty good cause. 
we are still two out of five away from donations on our Patreon to unlock a special bonus crossover episode between this year's podcast and a podcast that Sarge and I do called Binge Wordy, where we are going to be watching White Squall. Uh, we're going to be naming that episode Where We Go One, We Go Squall. So if we get three more beautifuler babies donating to us at $5 or more, uh, we will unlock that bonus content and you guys will get access to it. As always, there are some people I have to thank uh, that helped make the show run or have done work for us in the past and will continue to do work for us hopefully in the future. Uh, starting with DJ Minimal Effort, who has provided our intro song. He is still too cool for social media, but we like to give him a shout out anyway because the song continues to rule. And uh, secondly, we have our buddy Frosty, the voiceover artist, who is the voice of Q when we need him. But you probably know him as the person who does our smooth content warning and drops every month or every episode, I should say. And you can find him on Twitter at FrostyVO. Also, uh, as I mentioned before, Sarge and I, we have our side podcast. It's called Binge Wordy. We discuss pop media. This week, uh, this week we are continuing our Sportstober episodes. Uh, last week, we talked about The Sandlot. And this week, we are going to be talking about uh, Varsity Blues. I, I always want to call it Friday Night Lights or Remember the Titans, but it's neither of those better movies. It's Varsity Blues. So if you want to join us, you can listen to Binge Wordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-T-Y. You can find us on Twitter at Binge Wordy, spelled the same way. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, Hellworld L, joined as always by my co-host, Hellworld Sarge, and our wonderful QAnon expert of all the things madness, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.